Thanks for tuning in. We're your hosts, Bentley, Billy, and Aaron, and this is Podcast Heroes. Thanks for tuning in. This is Podcast Heroes episode 29. 29. How are you guys feeling? A little diseased, actually. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> some ah, people Chogol. are infected. Ha-ha. Got a little bit of a virus. Got oh, yeah. it, yeah. The and Chogol virus. Actually, I think I'm the one here who hasn't done Chogol yet, and you two have. So yeah, you're the clean one. I, I'm the clean one, here. and you guys are going to infect me. Now, uh... Not to brag or anything, <laughs> okay. but I was randomly selected, uh, which means that I'm better than everyone. That's true. And I might have been randomly selected, too. I haven't had an opportunity to go home and check and see if I was You have not. been busy. Uh, yeah, a little bit busy um, taking a nap. So not, That's you know, important. That was important. Uh, nice. we, <laughs> we do have a, a big patch that came out today. Not only was it the release of Chogall... But there were a couple of other things, major things down there that happened, and we will be uh, bringing those up, including two champions that got changed uh, enough for us to warrant talking about them, we think. Oh, yeah. Um, we got a free week to talk about, and then we got some Watch Us Climb. So let's start into the news. Sure. All right, first of all, I just, I just wanted to point out that this is the first week ever that Blizzard has released two new heroes in the same week <laughs> that's true <laughs> and on Both, the same body and actually yeah on the same body <laughs> um but it, so talk about tell me about the ways that you can get chogal for the people who don't have him yet the, there's four ways you were mentioning earlier yeah so i actually didn't write them down but um there's there's a there's four ways but then there's an extra way um if you went to blizzcon um you, you basically you yeah you get chogal there if you bought a virtual ticket you get them get them there and i believe another way is that if you got a blizzcon kind of loot code um you so also got somebody him. at blizzcon was nice and got you a loot code yeah and then gave it to you and you redeem it you can get him yep and then if you're randomly selected if, so like aaron you would just get him randomly i guess yeah i just showed up you have a gift yep and, and then, then i clicked on it and it said you've unlocked chogal spread the virus Nice. Did it actually say spread the virus? Mm-hmm. Wow. And and then uh, I and I want to say that I think this is a great way to entice the community um, because you can play two games if you don't have Chogol and you want to get him for free. Play two games as the op the counterpart to someone who owns him, so you'll have to play as Gall. Or to their... I thought you could play as Cho too. You have to play as Gaul. So to... yeah, how 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 it works is that the person who actually owns Cho Gaul um, will play Cho, the person that the the troll that walks around, the the controls movement and the the warrior. Um, but if you're you know joining in and you don't own, and then if you play two games with them um, as Gaul. as Gaul, you will get both Cho and Gaul. Okay. And then if you own Chol and Gaul and you're playing with a player that does not have it, um, I believe if you play four games, you'll get 2,200 gold. Yeah, and my understanding is like you, if you play four games with a Chol Gaul in the game, 
then you get no. Him, or does he have to be on your side? I believe you have to play. So it's basically giving two people Cho'Gall, you'll get twenty two hundred gold. You have to own Cho'Gall and play with with your counterpart being someone who does not own Cho'Gall. Well, right. No, I th- I thought there was like another way to get it though. If you played mm-hmm. four games, oh okay. So that's I'm the only there. way. All right, well, that's uh, interesting, and I can't wait for one of you two to infect me. Yeah, Although yeah. I'm terrible at mages, so... I will infect you. It's actually we'll pretty probably... fun, and we'll go in-depth about we'll in depth about how we feel about Cho'Gall here in a little bit. And but... he, he's, a, he's a fun mage to play. There's a lot of talent options, um, particularly... I, I know that in the last game, I took a talent that gave... Uh, I was playing Cho, and he was playing Gaul. Bentley, and, for those of you who couldn't yeah, see Aaron's yes, and I took the ability that gave Bentley a new ability to make us invulnerable. Huh. Or, uh, uh, we'll make you invulnerable. Really. Because he's always invulnerable. Or kind exactly. of, except for when I die. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. If, you, if you're having a really hard time, if you can't find anybody to give you Cho'Gall, slash join Cho'Gall. C-H-O-G-A-L-L. Everyone is trying to finish that quest. It's really fun to be a part of that. Um, or, you know, whisper one of us. Yeah. It was actually really quick for me to just... I went to the general chat, said, Hey, does anyone have Cho'Gall? That, and if you want to play two games with me. Um, immediately, someone invited me to a game, went to a quick AI match, played two of them, and then boom, I got the hero. That's awesome. Okay, so I want to talk about two things before we really kind of um, investigate Cho'Gall f- uh, further. First being, um, what do you think of Blizzard really trying to innovate how different champions are played? Like, we look at Lost Vikings, it's the first time in a MOBA that I can think of where there are three different characters being played um, by a single person, and now we have one character being played by two people. Do you think, I mean, do you think Blizzard's going to eventually overstretch themselves? Do you think what they're doing is good and innovative, or is it unhealthy in a competitive way? Or what, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts here? I see where you're, where you would probably think that it could be unhealthy in a competitive way. I mean, I like it personally. Yeah, but but I I agree with you. I love it. I want innovation. I play games so that I can play new and different things. So I like it when a new and different game continues to do new and different things. Yeah, I agree. I like some diversity. You know, I feel like the MOBA genre can sometimes be very cookie cutter. Um, follow a strict guideline of this is how a hero should be and blizzard does a great way of actually you know making their own path as you know a bunch of different heroes are pretty unique i mean like monk being able to choose his trait you know and that's that's pretty unique in itself already mm-hmm. apart from you know lost vikings abathur and now Cho'Gall is the newest member of that um i think it's awesome dude do you think this is their way of answering a lack of diversity that people have been claiming on them because of the fact that, sure, yeah, you have different uh, talents you can choose to upgrade your skills, but for the most part, a healer is a healer, a warrior is a warrior, and it's not like you're going to be able to build Muradin to be an assassin, unlike in uh, other video games like Dota 2 and League of Legends where you can literally build different item sets to completely change the champion around. Do you think this is their answer to that lack of diversity? Um, I think that it is an answer to that. I don't think that that was their intention. I think that they came up with this idea, they started playing with it, They and then they were thinking, is this even plausible? And they decided that it is, and 
and that was really their motivation to move forward with it. I don't think it was in response to anything. Um, yeah. Because it's such a unique idea. Um, yeah, it's so unique, dude. I mean, to have two players play one body, you know, and that 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 in itself on paper sounds like a headache. Bentley, you know? Bentley and I both can attest to the fact that you're going to right-click a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it won't do anything. Yep. It won't yep. at all. Um, well, and I guess that brings me to my next point. Uh, both of you have played Gaul, the Gaul side of things. Uh, I think I would personally go crazy not being able to position myself. You yeah. would. Like, you would. Because I mean, that's just... Me, yeah. you know, personally, yes. I, I, I'm kind of that control freak. And that's why I think I'll love Cho so much because it's like I get to be the positioner for somebody who's going to be the Then damage. you're going to hate Cho's E ability. Which is the uh, bowling ball destruction thing, and it's, right? And it is kind of cool. That, well, I mean, that I, is the biggest learning curve with Cho Gall, by the way, agreed. is actually timing that E perfectly with your other teammate. Right. That is the biggest thing. Do you think it's possible for people who are not on comms with each other to successfully play? Yes. yes. Really? Yes. Cho yells out, bombs away, or here it goes. Well, or I just there's... mean, like, in general, though. Like, I mean, what if, what if the well, Gaul person sees something and is unable to truly communicate it very well so the Cho person's not listening and all that? I mean, do you think this would ever cause strife, or do you think it's a case of, well, I'll just, I'm just here along for the ride. Let me you're going to miss a lot. Yeah, I especially like at the beginning. Being on comms is really important, um, just communication-wise, but I don't think we're ever going to see someone randomly find another player and go into a Hero League match with just a random player with a Cho and a Gaul. Like, that's almost suicide for that map. Because I'm, that's a lot of my fear, is, like, I'm going to be in this game and two people are going to be like, huh, you wouldn't it be funny to play Cho Gaul? And then it's going to happen, and I'm going to be stuck there with, you know, somebody who's yeah. terrible at Warrior playing Show and somebody who's terrible at Mage playing Gaul. Yeah. And it's going to make my rank drop further than it has in the past week. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little on edge. I'm a little nervous. Um, this also, to me, just brings up the whole point that we really do need bans in Hero League. Yeah. Um, I hate ever being in a position where I feel the need to ban a champion, not so the other team will play it, but so my team won't play it. Uh, but on the same hand, it's like I, something's got to happen with Do that. Do you think you can ban just Cho? I, I think, <laughs> and have Cho Gall be banned. Well, no, I, th I think it'll just ban Cho Gall, yeah, and it'll only count as one ban because technically it is just one hero. Yeah, it's just played by two different cha uh, two different uh, players. But I, yeah, that's what I was thinking on my way over here. I'm like. It, how is that going to work in competitive play? Is that going to count as two bands or just one band? And I think, yeah. I th if I remember correctly, Josh, who was on our uh, podcast last week, uh, he's the writer for, or the editor for the eScore um, Sports, um, as far as Heroes of the Storm stuff goes. Uh, I think he did mention that it'll only count as one ban, yeah. um, which is really good. Uh, the caveat to that being is that um, the team with first pick cannot pick him because it requires two picks in order to get him. Dude, I can't wait to actually see Chogal be played in a competitive scene, like on an esports oh, game. Oh, I can't wait. That'll just the crowd will just go nuts and the casters will just start going off. I can already see it, dude. It's gonna be great. One tip for you beginning Chogal players: take the talent that makes your bowling ball return to you. You yes. can activate it. It doubles the amount of time your counterpart has to react uh and that is very important be and it gives them essentially a second chance yeah. yeah to it rolls past them they don't notice they're angry at themselves for missing it then suddenly it's coming back yep. and they have another chance to not suck 
Yep, that happened a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other the other difficult thing with Cho'Gall is communicating. Uh, Gaul has the ability to speed Cho up for four seconds. Yeah. And you have to either be on comms and be very trusting. Like uh, when I told Bentley, run now, he would run right then. Right. Yep. And he would have the speed boost, and some of the times we would get away. <laughs> some of some the of times. Some of the times. <laughs> um, I guess that brings up my next question for you guys as far as Chogol goes. Uh, we had talked with Josh and Danielle a lot. Uh, about the fact that Cho'Gall could be at half health and somebody would be like, oh, let's go kill this guy because it's he's at half health and I'm at full health. But then it's like, well, half health on Cho'Gall is full health on any other champion. Did, I mean, did you guys notice that? Is he exceptionally tanky? Is he, and like, where, where do you see that Blizzard might need to nerf him? So I'll, I would actually be pretty disappointed if they just nerfed him like this like pretty soon well right no, just i'm just yeah just in general his his health pool is extremely large like i think right around 15 we had about almost 5000 hp which is insane that being said though he's not that tanky he's not hard I, to kill which no is, he's not he's hard actually to kill. a very soft um hero and you find yourself so, backing way less yes. than you normally would yeah. Okay. So it's a lot like Asmodin because as before Chogol, Asmodin had the highest health pool in the game, but that didn't make Asmodin technically tanky. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like that. Exactly. Okay. And his health regen is ridiculous, but then again, that takes time, you know. And it if you're overextended, you will die. If you're, I mean, you can be at max health, but because we went up against a two, it was a two v two, you know, us Cho and Gaul against a Murden and a Sergeant Hammer. And Murden with his stuns, we we died pretty quickly, dude. I mean, and it. I was like, that's a two v two, dude. Stun I mean, locking that was fair. is the key to yes. countering Cho. Yes. All right. So how is he at taking camps? Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Like I'm, I would talk. You know how level that, you know how there's amazing, those times. Or? You know there's those times when you're like, someone please come with me to take this bruiser camp. Yep. You just brought someone <laughs> with you to yeah, take the Bruiser Perfect. No, so I mean, but are we talking like level one he's able to do it? Or is it still kind of, well, you got to wait till I, about level seven. You could do it level one you if could, you yeah. wanted to waste some time. You could take some sieges at level one. Okay. Um, and you could for sure take him before your heroics for sure. I mean, it. he's a pretty... He, I wouldn't be surprised if like Cho and Gaul is basically a siege hero, but then Cho is a warrior and Gaul is an assassin. The bad part about taking camps with Cho Gaul early is... All three of the other people have to be in lane if it's a big map. Right. That's true. Otherwise, that you're two of the people on the team. Yeah. Yep. And that's why, I mean, I, I would advocate, or and I want to see Lost Vikings paired up with Cho'Gall, because I oh feel like that gosh. really just kind of takes a, you know, because one of Cho'Gall's big disadvantages is the fact that you are using two people on one body. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Lost Vikings is soaking that lane that you're not in. That so would be great. I, I think it would be interesting to see that. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other Cho'Gall questions here, though. Uh, anything I've missed that you guys want to point out? Um, Nova is not bad against Cho'Gall, which it would seem like she might be just because she's not that strong. But she can outrange Gaul's main attack. Mm. And it's Cho really doesn't have any way to knock her out of stealth. Yeah, yeah. And Gaul really doesn't either. There is a level 1 talent that you know you can choose to reveal like most heroes do, but then again, that wastes the talent. Another cool tidbit is actually Cho and Gaul only have three talents to choose from when you level up. There's not a four, like four talents four to choose ta- from. Okay. There's now, only three. that could change because we saw that with Kerrigan 
Uh, well, and people and get towns changed all the in time. In alpha. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's just uh, interesting to note that they'd start off a champion with right. only three talents yeah. um, each pool. All right. Let's talk about some other things that happened in this patch then. Uh, right now, mines are gone. Thank God. Because yeah. mines are easily my least favorite map in the world. Um, this is, I believe, just a temporary measure. I think they're just fixing some things on mines, trying to balance it a little more. Because right now, it is pretty much the definition of a snowbally map. It was even snowballier than uh, uh, shrines, infernal shrines, mm. you know, with those uh, goliaths. Because um, this is just crazy you know it's, it's somebody gets in there and they win the first mines and then they get level 10 and then they get all the camps and blah 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 blah, and all these things start compounding and it's like suddenly the other team's just not able to get anything whatsoever it's yeah. like okay congrats you got 10 skulls we're just going to push our 90 golem into your base round two yeah and, and i feel like they kind of timed it well with this chogal release because he would be amazing on mines he, he could take he could basically take all mines with just him like cho and gall he could 1v1 the boss easily um, and then a lot of Gaul's abilities actually are um, kind of made to, like his W, how the balls kind of jump from, from area mm-hmm. to area. That would be amazing to, to take mines with. How you can picture his W is take a bouncy ball and Throw toss it. it up in front of you in an arc and then picture how that bounces. That's how it bounces. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, mines will be gone for a little while. Um, that does bring to question Towers of Doom. It did not get released today. Instead, they will be officially releasing it on the 24th, so a week from today. Uh, it is currently on the PTR. Bentley, I believe you've had some opportunities to play it. I played one game, and we won with actually only four players and then another AI because the person left. Nice. Um, it's a it's a huge map. It's, you have a lot of room to do stuff. Like, you don't feel like you're crammed into a lane or you're crammed into, like, the jungle area. It feels like all one big open area, and then you have... Uh, it, it went a long time. It was like a 35-minute game, dude. Okay. So it, it'll it be a long map. I'm thinking if you like Cursed Hollow, you will love um, Towers of Doom. I, I'm personally really excited. I love the concept of it. Uh, I'm excited to try it out. I might even get on the PTR uh, we should do. I'm not a big PTR person I'm not in general, either. but I'm not you know, I, I think I the one downfall to the PTR with towers being out is a lot of people want to play it, and the queue times aren't great. It's right. horrible, dude. I had to get into the chat and actually make a custom game and plan everyone to actually get in versus just queuing up. Yeah, not fun. Not fun at all. Not fun no. at all. <laughs> hey, on the topic of balance. Um, Death timers have been increased for some people. Ooh. Well, for yeah, all? not just for some people, for all people. For all people. It's depending on your level. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like I'm going to have a longer death timer than you. <laughs> well, some champions have different death timers. That's a good point. Yeah. Like Leoric and Murky and stuff. But um, right. it's mainly level 1 to level 10. The death timers have act- is, have increased. So if you get like an early... Um, early game kill it actually means a little more now it's because i did notice something it's like the only thing that was really bad about losing an early game kill was uh the xp advantage because otherwise i mean your person's back in lane in no time at all and that xp advantage was usually balanced out by the fact that that team got the kill by being all five together and your team spread out in the different lanes so it's like, yeah. okay, congrats, you got the early lane kill, I got the minion kill, my waves are now pushing, yep. and we're going to win because of this. So I'm glad they are really, truly kind of punishing this now. Um, I almost think it still needs to be a bit more of a punishment. Uh, maybe increase the XP at early levels that you get from a kill, maybe even increase the death timers more. Because I just, 
with champions like uh, Murky and Leoric and you know, things like that, it just really seems to reward players for playing stupid. Because yeah. it's like, okay, I went out and I got killed. And if you're, especially if you're playing Murky, um, it's like, okay, oh no, I got killed. And I'm alive again. Whatever. And then I'll just run out and get killed again. Oh, look, I'm alive again. And I'm not missing out on anything. And it just, it really bugs me. I almost wish Murky's egg had a cooldown on it. I'd have to really disagree with well, you. Yeah. Um, and Ryan... Has, and I played a lot of games with as, with Ryan as Murky, uh-huh. and he is really, really good. And part of the charm of Murky is you can do stupid things that are just defy all logic for the purpose of distraction and mm. keeping someone somewhere because they're enticed by killing something that does nothing. Mm. Um, there And um, that's kind of the point. Murky can soak a lane while dying repeatedly against, you know, he can 1v2 because he won't lose experience from dying. Right. I just, it, I and I can see that strategy. Maybe it's just me coming in with the mentality that it's like, I just hate any reward for dying. Yeah. Uh, I think dying should always be a lesson on how to play better. I think and, for every champion, with the exception of Murky, that's totally true. Right. Well, and then, but Leoric also kind of suffers from it because Leoric never really truly leaves the map. Uh, he can always keep wandering around, essentially being a mobile ward. Uh, and he gets to lower his death timer by using his skills and abilities. And it's like, not only is Leoric then rewarded for dying, but he's supposed to be the tank of the team. Well, and the tank is supposed to live. Yeah. And, tank. and I really think that too many Leorics play like they're playing murky. Yep. Play like they're playing murky. That's a good way to phrase it. And they. Th- they think, oh, it's okay if I die, but it's not okay to die right. on the orc. Yeah. I mean, early game, okay, sure, maybe, because you're you, back you in five seconds anyway. You zero but... deaths. Right. Yeah. And I... some people would say a Leoric with zero deaths was a bad Leoric. No. I've actually had someone say, you didn't know how to play Leoric, dude. You didn't die once. I'm like, yeah. what? And see, that's what did you just say? That's wrong. You can yeah. only say that about Uthers. <laughs> 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 um, but let's let's talk about Leoric for a little bit. So Leoric was one of the two champions, and Uther, funny enough. Uh, so that's a great transi- uh, transition. Nice. Thank you uh, for that, Aaron. I didn't even um, know this. Now I'm, now I'm concerned. <laughs> um, so Leoric has been changed a little bit. Uh, Drain Hope will no longer be canceled by stuns or any other form of CC. Yeah. Instead, though, in order to balance out the fact that it won't get canceled, health and damage have been lowered uh, from it. So he gets less health from it. He gets to deal less damage from it. I believe it was a 5% swing. So it went from 25% to 20%. Um, I think this is a great balance. Uh, I love it because I I don't think I ever really recall having issues being Leoric and having my Drain Hope canceled, but I can see how this could be rotated around because then Leoric just, I mean, if he's playing against a stun lock composition, you know, like a Murad and a Tyrande, all these people with stuns, then he runs into issue because Drain Hope is such a huge part of his kit. Um, this way it cancels that out, but it also balances out by reducing that 5%. So I, I yeah. actually kind of really like this balance. Hopefully this will help Leoric sustain. Um, he's not known for the best tank. He, he's a great warrior, but he's not known for being the best tank for sustaining damage and drawn not, out Especially not compared to like Murda exactly. and uh, Johanna. So hopefully yeah. he'll be able to stay in the fight longer with And that's a drawback he has to deal with for having an, any abilities during death. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and then the next one, of course, is Uther. Uh, the big one to point out here, Uther's been the number one support in this game for quite a while now. And a lot of that is because of Divine Shield. Luckily, they've nerfed Divine Shield now. The cooldown uh, has increased from 70 seconds to 90 seconds. That's going to be huge. It's going to play in a lot. And I think it's going to open up room for uh, some other supports to climb back into top tier. I yeah. would love to see a new support with a... Um, what's the Shaman Cleanse ability... Where you can cleanse off of the enemy. Oh, uh, I think Purify, is it? or I would love to see... Man, it's been so long. You know what I, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I would love to see uh, that counter to Uther with, oh, you Divine Shield, that's cute, and then Purify it off. You, I assume that would have to then be a uh, an ultimate ability because it'd be... Or I don't think it would have to be an ultimate because it's only... A, it only lasts two and then upgraded three seconds. It could be like an 18 second cooldown. I, I feel like that almost kind of nullifies having an Uther though. Well, then <laughs> let's talk about Uther versus Lili. Lili ults. Uther has click to stun. No, that's okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's okay. true. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, of course, there are already two shamans though out in this game. Do we really need well, another one? Well, yeah, and I'm I don't not saying it has to be a shaman. Right, no, just the the spell kind yeah. of idea. Um, I mean, there are just so many other heroes I would love to see come out, and maybe I could see almost Greymane doing something kind of like this, or you know, uh, Lunara or something. Because maybe Lunara, yeah, because we don't know. Druid seems like they would do that, right? Yeah. So uh, it'll be time. Time will tell. But I like, like, I I appreciate the twenty second increase in cooldown though. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be nice. It's, well, you'll hate it, I'm sure. Well, sure, because Uther's like your favorite. Yeah, how, how dare you? How dare you touch Uther? <laughs> um, so let's talk about the map. Yes, uh, let's talk about the mini map. I guess is what yeah. you really are referring to. It shows when teammates are hearthing. It it got a total overhaul. It's it looks really good. Excellent. It gives you way more information, and it's not. Um, overwhelming it's subtle enough for you to know it and recognize it but not be annoyed by it it's also subtle enough to not notice it as well yeah that's true if you're not paying attention <laughs> like people who don't pay attention to the mini map well yeah. and i think you're also <laughs> mentioning how there are health bars now on um on the map is that true there are health bars or of some kind not on heroes but when you look at keeps uh-huh um, or the like on maps, um, they kind of have that rook shape, you know, uh -huh. on the map. Uh, it will begin to fade, so it's a bright blue or a bright red, and it goes to a dark, almost black red or black blue. Okay. Um, and it's a vertical health bar, so you can tell, you know, when the top is getting, you know, 50% black and 50% red still, uh -huh. you know that that uh, keep is at 50%. Okay, so that's actually really nice. I enjoy that because yeah. I I think the big issue I have right now is looking at health is when I, I'm playing a character that has a mule. So mostly when I'm playing Mount Furion because that's the only time I seem to take mule. Um, and it's like I have to click around on each keep. It's like, okay, which one's the lowest health? Which one should I go to? But now if I can just do a quick reference on the minimap and then use the minimap to drop my mule, that'd be hugely amazing mm -hmm. uh, in order to pull off. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, we also have a nerf to gathering power, or a buff, actually, wasn't it? It I was a yeah, buff. It yeah. was because um, it increased the stacks up to uh, thirty percent 
of damage you can do. So really uh, keep an eye on those Novas. Keep an eye on those Falstads. Who else is KT. gathering power? KT. I, I bet KT, will, KT, KT will be and Jaina will probably be a big one because if they're doing really well and they does have those Jaina stacks. Does Jaina have gathering power? I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think Jaina has gathering I've played Jaina all of two times. Does she have so. like a version of it though where her mana kind of increases with each She orb? has Icy Vein. Which it decreases her cooldowns for a period well, of time. I don't think she has gathering power. Because usually it's like a level one talent you would take. Because that's why. She might. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But um, if they're kind of doing really well and gathering up those stacks, it's kind of treat it like a butcher. You know, first target, make sure they're dead. Because once they die, they're going to lose all those stacks that they've collected. So. All right. So that's a good thing to notice. Um, and then let's talk about something that I absolutely hate. And I think most of you guys actually agree with me on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. KDA. It was so cool, this Cho'Gall and the 2200 gold and this huge, massive uh, influx of community love. Yeah. And everybody loving each other. And then I got into my first game and... and that thrall. The Thrall troll was like, I have 21 kills and you guys have seven. You're doing nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm leading this game. We were like, okay, Thrall. Yeah, sure thing, <laughs> Thrall. Uh, that was one of my favorite things about Heroes of the Storm was the fact that if you were involved in a kill, you got counted as a part of the kill. And it was just called a kill. And I loved it. Even if you did just a tiny scratch of damage, because yep. you never know when a tiny scratch of damage makes the real difference. Exactly. And that's what I really appreciated. It was no longer assist. I could play support all day and look like I had just as many kills as an assassin. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. Until they can figure out a way to um, count incredible saves. Right. You... How is it fair to the support player? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I know people are like, well, there's a system. You can look at, you know, looking at systems. It's like, I, I know from playing League of Legends, and I know this is going to be completely different from League because it's not like you're getting a gold advantage. It's not like you're getting, you know, XP advantages or anything like that from being the guy who deals the killing blow. But it's like, if I was playing a support and it's like, oh, look, they're getting away. I would run in there and try to get the kill because then it's like, okay, I'm the one with the higher health. I'm going to run in there and try to secure the kill. And then I'd secure the kill on the, uh, you know, other person I'm playing with. Oh my God, you stole that kill from me. I was going to get that. It's like, well, okay, isn't it better to secure the kill than to potentially the, the one, let it walk away? And you're right. The one good thing is that there's no benefit to who gets it. Right. Other than that they're going to be braggy and annoying. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just... That's what blows my mind is to the fact that they felt the need to include this because it's like now the, really the only thing this does is give somebody the ability to be like, well, I had more kills than you, so I was the better player. It's kind of so like... There's the, no other reason to have this. Mm -hmm, it's kind of like when uh, Kerrigans and Valas yell at, um, I don't know, the Uthers and the Stitches about how they did so much more hero damage, mm -hmm. so they were far more useful useful on the team well yes of course you did more if i was playing kerrigan and you were playing stitches i would probably, I would probably do probably more damage too yeah so i'm gonna play a little devil's ad advocate here and say i think blizzard is actually just trying to give us more stats on the score screen okay um whether this is useful or not that's another thing but they're trying to just give us more information more numbers that we want to see which which is what we want is more numbers and more information about the games we're playing um but kills, assists, and deaths. I mean, I don't know why they would go with assists where this is the first time that last hitting is actually an important thing in a hero's game. 
Yeah, and that that kind of that changes the whole game, dude. I mean, that used the, to be the, uh, not whole the idea case. of it. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think a more useful skill almost to include here, and I think I mean this is almost the one that they should have done well over this is objectives. Mm. I think they should have come up with a way to track what people are doing as far as the objectives. You track how many tributes a hero yeah. has secured. You track how much time a hero has spent on a shrine. You yeah. spent track seeds. you know how many how, yeah how many seeds a yeah. person has gathered because like those are the the things that are so important in this game. That's what defines this game from every other MOBA is the objectives in the game because that's what wins you these games. So I want to know who's the person on my team that's spending the most time on the Sky Temple shrines. Yeah. Who is securing those things? Who Who's playing the best at getting, you know, the cursed hollow tributes? Like, that's See, what matters to me. I agree with all those except for the tributes because I don't want my team competing over clicking on this thing. I want the most convenient person to click on it and the rest of them defend that point. So, how about what if they tracked it so, like, there's a, you know, little AoE around the how many uh, were tribute and how many were tribute? near? Yeah, if you were nearby the sure. tribute when it was secured. Um, because I, 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 think, I can see your point there. And I absolutely. think that. They're, they kind of had this envisioned with experience. Yeah. Because you can look at the end of a, the game and tell how credit to team the Lost Vikings are just because everyone had 7,000 XP and they had 22,000. Right. Uh, and you know that they were the only thing keeping you in the experience game. Right. Um, and the same can be said... Um, about any champion, like even if there's no lost Vikings, if one person has four thousand experience and the rest of the team has about ten thousand, you know they were the they slacker. were probably running around the map. Maybe they were doing something good, playing Nova. Well, no, that's not good. Nova. Sorry. Or, I, I've even seen myself have really low experience when I'm playing Lily because yeah. I like to travel between the lanes, heal them up, then head on to the next lane. Sure. Now a counterpoint to that would be. An ignorant Sergeant Hammer who does not leave lane. Oh my god. That Sergeant Hammer will have the leading siege damage and most likely the most EXP gain, but probably the most detrimental part of that team was they did not have a, a fifth player and team fights. Yeah, because. You know? But on paper, it looks like he did the most stuff. He would probably be like, guys, look at me carrying the team with the most EXP. Right, what are you guys right. doing? But you or, weren't there to help with the team fights, dude. Like, that's the important part here. And that's why I would love to see an objective score. Because, like, yeah. that would be a good way to counter that. It's like, okay, congrats, you had the most experience. And you did nothing to capture tributes with yep. us. I agree. I, I think that uh, number of seeds, number of skulls, um, amount of time spent near, near objectives wouldn't hurt. Um, my main concern with them adding kills into this is... There is a lot of hate with the way that they're handling their ranking algorithms. Yeah. Or lack thereof handling, because let's be honest. <clears throat> well, they're, ch they're handling it. Um, uh, I really do not want kills to factor into my algorithm. And, and because I want the freedom to play who I want. I don't want to feel bad for playing Support all the Uther. time. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't think that'll factor in. I don't know any other MOBA that really, truly factors that in. League. Uh, no, when I'm playing League, if I'm a support and I'm playing with, uh, you know, an ABC duo, we get the same points or something. You know, it's like I've never yeah. really had that hinder me. Well, um, maybe you just need to play And that's better. the really difficult part is points don't mean anything. 
what means anything is MMR, and that's hidden right. to everyone. No, absolutely. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see uh, how they balance this out. So hopefully KDA, like you said, doesn't have any effect on it. Uh, if it well, does, KDA, I'm going to throw a fit. KDA will, and it does now. Well, but but kills, kills Right, right. No, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I believe that really kind of concludes it for news. Uh, we do have a little bit of eSports news, a little bit of follow-up from last week. Uh, Josh... Um, on his uh, page at the score has a free agent tracker going on because of course it's um, in between seasons right now. It's not like, you know, any competitive seasons have started. So uh, the big news though to come out of that was the fact that Zuna and Arthalon were released from Tempo Storm. They went on to form a new team. Uh, they called it the Bob Ross Fan Club. <laughs> they uh, picked up some, uh, a few other guys who were kind of relative unknowns or had played with teams previously and couldn't stay on the teams or whatever. Um, check out that uh, website. We'll definitely link it for you uh, in order to go and look and see who's free agents, who's not, and who's getting signed with new teams. But the fun thing with the Bob Ross Fan Club is the first tournament they entered, they won it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it uh, kind of goes to show it's like, well... Uh, was it just the toxic behavior of Zuna and Arthalon that kind of got them kicked out, or was it their play? And that'll be uh, something that's really fun to kind of follow uh, as the weeks go by. Um, so definitely, you know, keep an eye on that free agent tracker. Uh, keep an eye on kind of the tournaments that are going on now, because these will be the tournaments where new faces show up. Yeah. Um, this is where, like, you know, in six months from now, when the uh, next uh, open tournaments are happening for the next uh, NA regionals, this is where those players are going to come from. Because, of course, we're going to have C9 still around. We're going to have Murloc Geniuses. We're going to have, you know, the remnants of uh, Tempo Storm, the team that still is Tempo Storm going on. Uh, but this is where the people we have no idea are going to start emerging. And so it's kind of fun to be there from the beginning and be like, hey, yeah. I watched that guy in his first tournament. He was amazing then. He's amazing yeah. now. He's even better. And, you know, I bet these are the guys who are going to end up winning the World Championship. Uh, yeah, so that kind of concludes it for news. Um, um, one last thing. Oh, yeah. Um, since we were talking about Josh, um, w and his website is, one more time. Uh, I, all I know is if I Google uh, eSports, the score. And it's it the pops score. Up. Yeah. So he, he writes for the yeah. score. Yeah. Um, the score we, eSports. We wanna... it, it is an important distinction because there is the score, which tracks like NFL, NHL, MLB. Gotcha. So the score eSports. Okay. Mm. So... Thanks, Josh, for your, your participation and for uh, being on the show last week. Um, we need to thank one more person. Um, well, we, we should throw in thanks, Josh, and thanks, Danielle, for joining exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah, um, thank you. And the other guys, the guy I went to college, well, Aaron and I went to college with, actually, uh, Zach. Uh, he was spent all day, um, just a few days back, uh, essentially making overlays for us. Yeah. Uh, he made the one we have right now on our Twitch stream. Uh, he made the one we're going to be using when we're streaming live now. Uh, he made a, he made new icons, new banners, and he went to town and he just did. really designed some really awesome stuff. Yeah, it was really great. And thank you, Zach. Yeah. Uh, so if you get an opportunity, follow him on uh, Twitter at Unmasked. It's U M or U N M A Q S Q. Wow, okay, I'm going to write this it's down. It's in the comments below. Unmasked. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, so it's U-M-A-S-Q-E-D. Uh, on Twitch, he's unmasking. So same spelling, just I-N-G, not uh, E-D. Um, I mean, super educational on his streams. Uh, he plays a bunch of different games. So if you're looking for overlays or um, media content, commission him. He's excellent. He's excellent. I mean, worth every penny. So... Uh, it's been awesome to get him involved. Um, so now we're moving on to Free Week. Free Week. And now for Free Week. What 
got plenty and nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. Guys, this week we've got KT, Johanna, Butcher, Lily, Rhaegar, Zagara, and your boy ETC. Yeah, boy. All right, I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and th say that I think that we probably have the same team. We do not have the same team. He checked. He actually looked. <gasps> I looked at yours. You did look at mine. I, I knew you okay, did. <laughs> I looked at yours, but we do not have the same team. Okay. See, see, you know what I do is I just don't mark it on my sheet. I, I just keep it in my head so that no, no, you no. guys can't copy my stellar teams. <laughs> Billy is Billy is cute, and he says that I don't mark it. I keep it in my head. That's Billy's way of saying I play it by the seat of my pants, and whatever I think of at that moment, I go. No, with. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea what my I, team. We would know. Be. Yeah. We're aware. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just waiting until it's my turn. Billy, fire away. Is it my turn? Yes. All right. So I have to pick ETC, Butcher, Zagara, Lily, and KT here. Wow. Good D team. Did you guys have that, either of you? Nope. Um, the Zagara into the ETC ult is going to be really strong for you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I mean... So, there, okay, I'll justify real quick. ETC is becoming one of the top tier warriors in the game right now. Uh, his ability to disperse and um, crowd control is just absurd, especially with... Uh, Oh, what's it called? Um, the the ultimate, um, not stage dive. The other but the one, the mosh pit. The mosh pit. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've only played ETC like <laughs> one in every two games in the past week, and I still can't remember his ultimate. Uh, Butcher is um, and always will be one of the better melee assassins, especially if you have someone that can follow up behind them. Mm -hmm. uh, Zagara, I would still argue as the best specialist mm. in the game. Yeah. Um, over anyone else. Uh, KT because KT does stupid amounts of damage. And then Lili, because Lili is the best support in the game right now. I'm surprised that Johanna's not on this list for you, dude. I love Johanna. ETC's better right now. Wow. I, and I have to I have to say, I agree with you. Lili is really strong. And her her uh, jug of a thousand cups is... I think it's 10,000 cups, isn't it? Or is whatever. It jug of cups. Uh, jug of cups. It's a lot of cups. Uh, it's a shitload it's of cups. amazing. And it's super strong unless someone can stun... On the other team, but I think if you have an ETC, a KT, a Zagara, a Butcher, these people who like are higher priorities, because yeah, stunning her out of her healing ultimate is huge. But if Butcher is slapping his dick on top of your Jaina, mm. you need to stop him. <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> stop the Butcher dick. You got to stop the Butcher stop before Butcher's dick. You worry from about getting stopping the heals. Yes. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> you just gotta. I mean, Bentley. Yeah, who's your team, Bentley? So, I'll start her out with a nice KT, Johanna, Butcher, Rhaegar, and Zagara. Um, oh my goodness, we are not the same. So, for reasons, um, I think, you know, Rhaegar's ancestral healing is still amazing. Um, being able to just basically give someone two health bars is amazing in, in any game. Um, pair that with a Butcher that is pretty soft, and if you give him two health bars... The amount of damage that he can do is probably equal to a KT, which is on your team as well. Um, and then Zagara and a Johanna with a nice... Um, What's the... Um, condemn? condemn? Devouring Maw. Condemn and Devouring Maw will, can set up great team fights as well. So that is my team. Same team. KT, Johanna, Butcher, Zagara, and Lily. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, we, we've explained why. Reasons. Yeah. Well, reasons. And I mean... We, we should negate the fact that Rhaegar is still probably top three, top four support in this game right now. It's just Lily's the buffs that she got a few weeks back, you know, right after uh, BlizzCon ended or right before, I can't remember when that big patch was, were just so absurdly good. 
Um, she yep. can heal so well. Her blind is just amazing. And that's why I have to go. Because typically, like, I mean, if, if you had asked me a month ago, I would have gone Rhaegar over Lili without even, you know, taking a second to think about it. Because Rhaegar was so strong then. But I just feel like Lili, Lili's so powerful to the point where I actually bought her. Wow. Yeah. Because um, it's like, oh, I need to start What, did you pay out. all 2,000 gold? Yeah, well, 4,000, oh. but yes. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's really heartbreaking hey. to see all that gold go away. Uh, <laughs> now, you know, next thing you know, I might buy Nova. I mean, you just Whoa. never know. Whoa. Don't say it's such blasphemous things. <laughs> blasphemous. Um, but, I, you know, I think what we all had uh, three of the same in uh, KT, Zagar, and Butcher here. Oh, yeah. Um, one, because they're the only damage dealers in the list. But two, uh, I think the two-tank meta has finally kind of died. Um, unfortunately, think, yeah, unfortunately, because I loved it. Um, and you know, you'll see, still see some teams like Dignitas and uh, I'm probably Murloc geniuses, or you know, some teams like that that just butch or uh, bust out, butch, <laughs> uh, bust out a uh, a random comp like that. But now it, it really is. You need to have three damage dealers, one support, one tank. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's just how it goes. I think Abathur is really the only exception to that. He really kind of counts as a a support anymore and uh he's the only time he's a specialist he's a specialist a specialist specialist. um so yeah i i think that'll be really uh this is going to be the meta for a while at the very least um i especially with chogal dude there's no room on the roster for another warrior for another warrior right hey guys let's climb and now for watch us climb So we got two watches climbs this week. Uh, very exciting because we were kind of, you know, short on content in other areas. It's not like we had a lot of esports. Our news was kind of weak. Uh, so we decided to bust out two watches climbs. The first one are ones that Aaron and uh, Bentley played in as Chogall. And then one that I played in with our buddy Randy, um, who, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Randy. I think he's a number one fan still, so. <laughs> yes. Um, that is so not true. That Yeah, who is watching us on Who's the stream Who's watching right the now, stream dude? and watches the stream every week? Uh-oh. Well, is she still there? Yeah, she is she there is right still. now. Well, okay, <laughs> when um, it's one of our girlfriends, it doesn't count. Mm. That means that my my boyfriend is, like, our worst fan. <laughs> he or leaves the room <laughs> every <laughs> time we record. Uh, anywho. <laughs> anywho. So Randy is our number one fan. I want to say it. The true fan. True fan. Like Rhaegar, he's in our top five. He's in our top five. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to go quick through the Cho-Gal match because we've talked a lot about him. It was Cho, Gaul, Zagara, <laughs> Artanis, Illidan versus Jaina, Cho, Gaul, Muradin, and Sergeant Hammer. And this is where we learn just how strong Muradin is against... Uh, Cho'Gal. Yeah. Yeah. If you can stun lock a Cho'Gal, there's not really a lot that can be done until level 20. If you take the, um, what's it called? Unstoppable. Unstoppable um, for Gaul. And Cho has to take it for Gaul to use. uh, And so you really have to let them know or else they're not going to notice. And this was on Dragonshire, by the way. Uh, so, and we were against, oh yeah, I told you, Jaina Chogall, Muradin, Sergeant Hammer. Um, so, What'd what you was think? your, it was fun. My favorite part of this game was taking the dragon. Was this your first game with Cho? Or, yeah. with Gaul, I guess? You were, you were Gaul and I was Cho. Right. Um, this was my first game as Cho, and his first game as Gaul. 
Um, honestly, I much rather play Gaul. I, I, I don't like to call it lazy because I don't have to move or anything and my positioning doesn't matter because it's up to you. You can focus more on what you have available to exactly. you. Exactly. And you deal, I mean, the amount of damage that Gaul can deal is insane, dude. I mean, he is a full-fledged mage assassin. I mean, The he's... worst part is when you're working with a Cho that can't quite get in the ranges that you need. Yes, yes. That's the biggest thing, especially with Gaul's... Um, um, his alt with the with the bolts. I'm I'm the you name is missing me, but right now. But if you're out of range, bolts. yeah, the saddle shadow bolts. Um, if you're saddle. out of range, that yep. is you know useless. So you you need some communication. Um, the reason we said Muradin is a huge uh uh, uh what should we say counter? He, he yeah he's he's a pretty big counter just because he can jump out of range of your alt, which I believe he did a couple times. Or actually, the Cho's ult, where he um, slams the ground, and then it's in a cone AoE, and whoever's stuck in that cone actually gets pulled towards um, Cho'Gal. Um, and multiple times, Muradin jumped out of that, and that was just a waste of an ult. Um, so yeah, dude, it was a fun game. Um, we won by... We kind of won. We, we, we won! Uh, but <laughs> you got the victory screen. We, really yes, that's we, were, we victory. were dominating them the entire game, getting every single night... And then we started losing. Yeah, we lost like the last three nights. But they were so ignorant. Yes. They would. They didn't look at their lanes. All they did was focus on the objectives, which in Dragon Knight can be good. Yeah. But we didn't just do that. We focused on camps and pushing. Oh, right. And eventually we were all upset and most of us were dead we because were uh, they got the Dragon Knight. And we suddenly just won. Yeah, shout out because, to the catapults. A like, hundred catapults yep. just like bombarded them. Yeah, oh, it was like within three seconds, it went from full health to dead. Yeah, yeah. it was like are those we catapults win? are absurd. Oh, all three lanes. Won. They they just ignored all three lanes. Yep, it's crazy. Tell uh, us about your game. All right, so my game. Uh, this is was an actual hero league game because theirs was just a quick match. Well, I say just a quick match. You know, you were playing Shogal, so I'm jealous of you. Um, <laughs> I was I, a quick match too. We're yeah, not this, that bold yet. <laughs> right. Uh, this was one of the few uh, Hero League games I've actually won in the past week. Uh, I was playing as Medic, so uh, Lieutenant Morales, um, which actually, funny enough, the other day I was playing with Zach, the guy who made all of our overlays, and I kept saying, yeah, you know, it'd be great if I bust out Medic, or, you know, it's like, go check out Medic, you know, like, look at Medic and blah, blah, blah. And he went, who? Who? <laughs> who? It's like, oh, oh yeah, it's only Morales in the game. It's named Morales, not Medic. So mm -hmm. uh, I had to remember that. Um, so I'll go ahead and say it again. Morales, we had a Sergeant Hammer on our team, a Raynor, an ETC, and a Jaina. And we were against an Illidan, an Abathur, a Vala, a Tassadar, and a Muradin. And, uh, I mean, this game was nuts. So I was playing this game with Randy, um, and we just discovered the true, true, true power of an auto-attack champion with Stim Drone on it. Not only in Raynor, but I noticed it with Hammer. So we were playing on Infernal Shrines. Uh, so that's the one where, you know, you have to kill all those minions so fast. Hammer is already good at that map. You throw wow. a Stim Drone on her... You have 40 golems, no time whatsoever. The other yeah. team's like still like, wait, what just happened kind of thing going on. Um, and at times I would also give uh, Randy Stem Drone, and we'd be able to like 2v2, 2v3, and we'd walk away with three-fourths or more health. Wow. So easy, because 
I, yeah, sure. Morales is the big downfall to Morales, and the reason why she will not see competitive play for a while is because she is not able to heal herself. Mm-hmm. But if you're good at positioning and you're able to hide behind your teammates and not take any damage, your passive is going off, which heals you 3% of your health every second, and that's a great way to heal back up. That's why Morales almost never has to back or anything like that, and the only reason she's going to the fountains is for mana and not for health. Yeah. Um, so if you're able to position yourself right and the other team doesn't realize they should be focusing medic because she can't heal herself um that'll just let your hammer your uh your raynor or your jaina go to town because medic probably is the best support in my opinion the best support at being able to peel uh for your Mm. teammates you have a spell that reduces damage uh that your teammates get you have a heal over time that goes until you stop it and then you have that grenade which can really disperse people away um so if you're ignoring the medic and then you have a team like a hammer and a raynor easy peasy lemon squeezy we won that game without losing a single tower and losing a single shrine it was amazing. So they did buff medic recently. Do you did you feel the effects of that buff? Like I honestly her? didn't play medic before. Oh, okay. uh, the buff okay. happened, um, but I can totally see why they would have needed because she still is kind of squishy like that. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't have a true escape. Sure, she has that grenade, but if somebody's able to dodge a grenade, say it's a Johanna or Murden jumps over it, uh, butchers charging in. You know anybody that uh, has that kind of unstoppable, uh, she's she can be very uh, position um, dependent. And so if you're bad at positioning, you're not going to have a very good time. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, what I do want to see, though, is a, uh, a tank or a, a warrior Terran come out. Um, so then I can run a team of Medic, Hammer, Raynor, Tychus, and then that tank. The whole squad. The whole squad of Terran. Terran and, team. Uh, I mean, what, you you think Stim Drone on top of that? On top of, I want to see a Stim Drone on a Tychus. Because that's one thing I have yet Billy to see. Billy wants Stim Drone to be team-wide. I, I, that would be amazing, that would too. Be. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. I think it's called Bloodlust. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Um, yeah, no, that was a really fun game. Uh, their team didn't really have a true support, which I think was their biggest downfall. Because really, on paper, I think their team should have beat ours. But uh, they only had a Tassadar to support. And, of course, Tassadar doesn't have a true heal, which kind of you know puts them at a disadvantage. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's just... It was a good game. I had a lot of fun playing it, and I hope to have team comp similar to that again because Stim Drone Eye and a Hammer is just dirty. Mm-hmm. It's dirty. <laughs> and you wouldn't think, too. You would think, you know, auto attack, but Sergeant Hammer is basically an auto attack champion. I mean, one, well, especially since her auto attacks have splash damage, too. Yep. Oh, boy. So uh, that's that's my assignment to you, too. One of you pick up Hammer, get kind of good at it, so uh, I can use pick you to carry up me. Hammer. I don't think you. What, like two episodes ago, I would not think that you would actually oh, even say, one episode ago. pick up Hammer. Yeah, no, even one I've episode. I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4, and I've been picking up a lot of Hammers. <laughs> and pencils. <laughs> and rulers, and glue, and, and all glue. sorts of weird stuff. Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. <laughs> uh, so I believe that concludes it for episode 29 now. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Podcast Heroes where we podcast about heroes. (coughs) My voice hurts. Yeah, yeah.